0: This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with some of the runners in the Targa Northwest, including Graham Copeland and Crichton Lewis. I hope you'll stay with us. The Targa Northwest was run last weekend and whilst you're probably familiar with the target tasmania the target championship runs over a number of rounds across australia up in the northwest well it's a different type of event i'm sure graham copeland you enjoyed it
1: immensely we had a fat time we had a ball it was a great event
0: now, for people who don't understand what Targa <coughs> racing is, it's basically tree dodging without the trees and without the dirt. You're racing in a rally-type condition on blacktop.
1: Yeah, we, they, they're fortunate enough down here in Tasmania and a few other places that they close the roads, get the public off it, and let us loose. So it's, yeah, pretty mad. We have got a navigator beside us. Do a recce before it, and yeah, they let us loose, and fastest time wins. Mm.
0: Now, you are driving what is uh, got to be considered a, a unique vehicle, a GMC Jimmy, and uh, uh, we were talking off air because all my experience with Jimmies is they were like a very small, um, light four wheel drive, but uh, that's certainly not the case with your car.
1: No, they they started uh, back in the war in Second World War. Um, The Jimmy was nicknamed for the GMC six-wheel drive army trucks. Um, They ran a uh, 270c cubic inch motor and six-wheel drive, and that's what carted all the troops around. So that's the motor we've used. We've put it in an old 34 Chev chassis, built a special, all steel, all sort of Group K refinements, and, yeah, that's what we race.
0: How do you get something like that into a... uh homologation, where it can compete against other vehicles?
1: Um, Well, it's classed as a special, I suppose. So, we've got to do what we'd consider historic. So, it's pre-46. So, the motors are 41. Um, The gearbox is a 45 Ford gearbox. And we run a 34 Chev chassis. So, she's a real uh, I suppose it's all GM parts, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting little piece of gear.
0: And performance-wise, how quick does she go?
1: Oh, she, uh, as my navigator keeps telling me, it's frightening. It's uh, these things. I, I've done a bit of homework. I've raced in Targets for years and years, and I've gone back to the old Jiggers and love them. I've, I've raced Flathead Fords. I've raced Flathead Dodgers, uh, DeSotos, all sorts of things. And I do a lot of homework, and these things were banned in the States because they were too quick. And I thought, well, if they're banned over there, they've got to be a good thing. And they have just massive torque, reasonable horsepower, and they're just a tough old side plate engine. So that's why we use them. And how long did it take you to deck this out? Uh, It took me about a year to build the car the first time. We took it down to Target, Tasmania last year. And it was wicked quick for about two stages, and we blew her up because we overstressed the old girl. As you can imagine, she's a 41 engine. And, yeah, we got oil surge, did the crank. So then I spent about six months finding another crank, rebuilt her, and now we brought her back down with a lot of changes to try and make sure she oils up properly. And she's pretty quick, yeah.
0: It's the opening round of the <clears throat> CAMS Targa Championship. You're now class leader after round one, but it's uh, how different is the Targa Northwest in the northwest of Tasmania compared to the Targa Tasmania,
1: which is the next round? Ah, oh, yeah. Look, it, this to me, this was a good shakedown. Like we wanted to look. I, I'll admit, I'm straight out. I'd love to win a Targa Championship. That'd be fantastic. And we brought it down to see what problems we had and. She ran, not faultlessly, but she ran really well. She's, yeah, it's, it's a bloody awesome machine. It's got massive amounts of torque, massive amounts of power. But we run on wire wheels. We've got leaf springs. We've got drum brakes. We've got radio tyres. So when you're racing against the hot rods, it's, it's hard work, and you've really got to commit. And I've got the maddest navigator in the world. He actually sits beside me and keeps calling him, so... Yeah, it, uh, it was a good shakedown, and we're looking forward to Target Tasmania.
0: Are the roads significantly different, considering we're talking about Tasmanian roads in the northwest compared to Tasmanian roads across the whole state?
1: Um, not totally different, but the weather was, the weather this weekend was was average. Um, I think of uh, the 12, 12 or so stages, um, seven of them were wet, so you or seven or eight, may have, may have been a bit more, so um, that makes a huge difference. The upside is I love driving in the wet, so, um, yeah, she she's pretty quick in the wet. Uh, the best stage we had was heavier north coming out, and it was totally dry, and we, yeah, really had a fair income crack, and, yeah, I think we put it to the opposition on that one. That was sensational run. We had a ball for it.
0: Now, uh, the target Tasmania for a long time was running fastest to the rear, is that something that continues throughout the rest of the Targa Championship?
1: Yep, yep. Uh, what happens is, yeah, the slowest car goes first, and they they pretty much seed them all the way through, but the vintage cars have always been able to run up the front because, you know, we, we are slower than the, the hot rods. So during each stage, we do get past, and that's cool. We sort of let all the guys go. We don't want to hold them up. And then um, at the end of each stage, vintage guys get to crawl back up to the front, Uh, The rest of the guys, if they're getting sort of passed, they have to put up with the fast guys. So, you know, you can, if you're not doing so well, you can end up in amongst the Glennies and the Stokals and the Jim Richards and, yeah, things get really interesting.
0: How did you get into Targa Racing?
1: Uh, I read about it in 95 and I thought that's got to be a good thing and I'd been sort of a motorsport freak for years and years. And in 97, I came down in a Triumph TR4 and we ran that for a couple of years and thought, yeah, this is a ball. And then we got fair dinkum and, yeah, we've sort of been in it since. We've done way too many. Is it, it's obviously a sport where
0: you can still prepare your own machinery. It's, it's. You don't have to, um, you know, spend mega dollars getting someone to do it for you. <laughs>
1: um, I. I build my own cars, yes, and I've got a mechanic that works for me, and um, we've got our own crew. And yes, we, we do it on a budget. You know, we're not certainly a professional outfit. I do this as a as a sort of a holiday or whatever. This is my interest. Um, but you come down here and you see the mega dollar factory sort of teams. Um, they they have a crack at the top end. Uh, I, I really appreciate the way Targa still appreciates the old cars and yeah Targa Classic is sort of where I like to go and I I really like the old Jiggers now so we've gone back to them and that's what we built
0: and are you running the entire championship or is it uh, just uh, the next stop Targa Tasmania and then that's it for you
1: no no we've we've entered uh, Targa Tasmania and Targa Barrier Reef we've already entered that because that's in Queensland and I think it's terrific that they've got one up in Cairns. I think that's fantastic. And I think their numbers have already been sensational for it. I think they've got 140, 160 entrants for that one already. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll have a go at the championship, I think. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be backwards and say we're going to have a crack at it. Um, but we'll see. Like, it's a handicap event. We've won this one, so our handicap will be... Revisited by the organisers, and yeah, we'll see how we go. Mm.
0: An interesting uh, competition too. You mentioned the GMC Jimmy Special that you drive, but then uh, behind you, and I'm not sure how many, oh, eight minutes, but eight and a half minutes behind you, was uh, a Fiat A uh, bath from '76, and then a, a BMW E30. So uh, yeah. you got quite a quite a difference in uh, types of vehicles.
1: Look, I, I think that's the fantastic thing about Targa. In in the classic section, you've got the biggest myriad of cars. There's um, Fiat six hundreds up to the hottest Commodores and Turan, as You've seen so, it, and I think the public loves that. But that's part of the event that there's all these weird cars turning up, and people having a crack at it. Um, there's a GT. Uh, side of it which is 808 timing and there's the classic side of it which is handicap and it covers a lot of things so people can bring everything out like there's often 830s racing for God's sake
0: <laughs> Yes and, uh, One of the things I know the uh, Targa Tasmania organisers have always prided themselves in is that they try to get a car from almost every year of the cent- of the previous century being part of it
1: Yeah, well, I've I've brought down 1930s cars in the past. I've raced, uh, 34 Ford, a 38 Dodge, um, 36 DeSoto, I think, which I've built, and I build them and sell them on to other guys. You know, we race them, prove them, sell them on because there's not many people building these old jiggers anymore. Um, there have been guys up in Queensland and all around Australia doing it, but, they are the more mature gentlemen and they're not doing it anymore. So I thought, well, no, nah, we'll we'll keep doing it. So we're sort of looking... I've got Packard, Straight Oats, I've got Riley, Twin Cams, we've got all sorts of stuff that we're building for the future. So, yeah, it's... I, I probably enjoy building them as much as racing them. Mm.
0: Well... It's a pleasure to have you here on Inside Motorsport, Graham, and uh, we wish you all the best as you now uh, go through all the nuts and bolts and check everything's still tight for Target Tasmania, which is, uh, what, two months away now?
1: Yeah, I, someone told me it's seven weeks. So I thought, God damn it, I've got to be back here in seven weeks. You know, <laughs> this is madness. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take her home, do an autopsy on the old girl, bring her back and see how she goes. It, um, it, it's It's... It's a sport. Like I love the sport. It, uh, Targa's just the greatest thing. I I don't like golf and I don't like tennis because they require one ball.
0: Graham, a pleasure to have a chat with you today.
1: <laughs> no worries, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Crichton Lewis joins us on the line now. And, Crichton, congratulations. Second place in GT4. And I guess uh, an even bigger achievement is 1-2-3 uh, in GT4 at Targa West last
2: weekend. Uh, uh, Targa North West. There, Northwest, yes. But anyway, close. Good, good result. Good result for the for Buckley Motorsport and Buckley Subaru.
0: Yeah, interestingly, um, it seemed like quite a mixed field up there in the outright categories. Uh, Steve Glenny taking the win in one of your uh, 2015 Subaru WRXs. Uh, Paul Stokel was back there in a Lotus. Then Tony Quinn, uh, who I think actually was driving in the um, uh, the Duttons category there. Um, yes, of course. very modern. Yep, you had Peter Nuns, uh, John Mitchell in the outrights there, all coming from such a, a mixture of classes. And I guess what, that's one of the beauty of uh, the Targa. You don't all have to be running the same bog stock equipment to uh, be up the front.
1: No, no, that's what's
2: good about Targa. You just uh, go and buy a car, put a roll cage in it, and do a good, you know, safety things to make the cans camp standards and go racing on some of the best roads in Australia for that, uh, for Tarmac Rally.
0: What got you into the sport? Uh,
2: I'm a super dealer in Launceston. So, uh, well, what business colleagues college is a lot younger. I started navigating something about seven years ago. And then, uh, when ended up, he said, you better have a go at this before you get too old. So, uh, we bought a second car and uh, away we go. And I'm, I see you now. I'm not. going back to navigating driving's a lot easier.
0: <laughs> you uh, obviously have to have a lot of faith in uh, in each other when you're doing uh, this types of speed. You're doing on what are just uh, ordinary everyday roads.
2: It, 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 it. It's a special skill to sit in the navigator seat. I, I can tell you that without a brake pedal and a steering wheel going going down some of these roads in the wet at two times an hour. Uh, you you got to have a bit of faith in each other. It's certainly you certainly do.
0: Now um, obviously no team orders because uh, Steve Glenny
2: got the win and you were back there in second. No no team no no team orders. No we we do sort of talk we do have a bit of a, uh, a bit of a laugh we, we do have. We've got a colleague who comes along and sort of named in Roland, but no, no team orders. Steve Green has got the uh, orders to go out there and try and win. At, uh, at, at, don't worry about uh, the people paying for, paying for it in the background anyway. <laughs> no, no, no team orders.
0: No, but um, Targa Northwest kicks off the uh, Target Championship in 2018. And what's your plans for the rest of the year? Are you going to compete every round?
2: Yes, we've got those three Subarus again coming up in, I think it's late, like, it's about the 16th, start 16th of April, Target Tasmania, and then we are just trying to work out the costs to get the three three or four cars to Cairns for the third round, Targa, Cairns, and then we'll head up to Mount Buller for the uh, Targa High Country. So, yeah, four rounds in this year in the 2018 Cairns Championship, and uh, everybody seems to be on. You know, we're prepared to you know pay the money and do the four rounds.
0: Is the competition as good as the social life on a Targa weekend?
2: Oh, the the competition is one thing, but the, 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 the camaraderie and getting away with the boys and uh, having and just doing racing cars and fixing them and trying to work out problems is certainly. Uh, Part of part of the event. It's a, it's a, it's just a, it's just if you like car racing, it's just a great a great weekend.
0: It's a very different type of racing to circuit racing or speedway and drag racing, isn't
2: it? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's nothing, nothing like uh, circuit racing when you're ripping past gum trees at uh, two hundred kilometres an hour and there's no runoff. It takes a fair bit of commitment, but uh, you know, there's nothing nothing in circuit racing. But this has got this has got certain elements of uh, uh, adrenaline that uh, you, I don't think you'll get out of circuit racing or other forms of you know motorsport. But it's very addictive. Once you get the bug, it's, uh, it's you get you do get the bug, and it, uh, it, it it's all it, it's all it sort of takes over a bit.
0: And it's one of those sports where it's not dominated by under thirties.
2: No, no, it's got it's got a broad range, and it's got a lot of not only not a lot of old people do it. It's, it's a good it's a good mix of male and female too. There's quite a few ladies doing it now too, navigating, and uh, hopefully. You know, if it's you, you know we have had all male, all female teams, but hopefully in the future we can get a few more ladies into the sport.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, how did you find the traffic out there? Because uh, this event isn't as isn't as uh, or the grid isn't uh, as densely packed as when you get to target Tasmania, but
2: still really strong numbers
0: there. Ah,
2: oh, not good. No, you're just rolling. You know, spread it, spread out nicely over the weekend. You just rolling the start line, put your hands, hands. Yeah, but on and away you go. No, no, no. There was no big stops. That's what the smaller fields and the smaller weekend events just really roll well. So, uh,
0: second in the championship now. Are you uh, pursuing the championship as a as a uh, goal, or is it just out there to have fun? And you're going to now, Steve's got the edge. Going to make put all oh, the uh, resources behind him.
2: Oh, there was there was plenty of there's plenty of. Better and faster drivers than me that didn't turn up on the weekend. I'm sure, I was just very lucky to be, you know, I did a little bit of steep Bradbury and came from third to second for some um, Jesse Middleton had a little bit of it off. But uh, no, 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 just happy to compete and uh, we'll just keep an eye on Steve in, our, uh, in one of our STIs.
0: Now, the question is your car dealer, as you said, uh, does winning on Sunday translate to any sales on Monday? <laughs>
2: It does. It's not a bad line when you, if you sell them on, you sell Subarus and you drive them, and oh, I drive a WRS myself, so it, 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 I think it adds some credit to what you're doing, doesn't it, when you, you actually race them and drive them and sell them?
0: I think uh, <laughs> if it depends how you justify it to the tax man.
2: <laughs> I know, the tax man, I'm sure he's, he's, he's happy.
0: Congratulations, great result for you and the team and uh, look forward to seeing how Target Tasmania progresses
2: Thanks for your interest Craig and I appreciate the time
0: That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now
2: Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network